your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On (laughs) Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche and that cackling voice you hear in the background if you're listening through your radio as uh, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom himself. He's back on a Friday, took last week off, had some nice family time, uh, and now he's back in his regular Friday slot. And if you're wondering why he's laughing, just go check out the YouTube stream of this. Yeah. What's up, man? How's it going? Good, good avalanche win tonight. It was a great avalanche win. Uh, or last night. In- it's last night now. If, yeah, because it's Friday. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a great win hanging that L on the St. Louis Blues and tarnishing that record and mm. getting back on track. So that's nice. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the game. Uh, mostly good. I think there, you know, there's always things that you can improve on. And I think that's the case for the Avs in last night's game. But I'd say like 80% of it good. Uh, so we'll get to all of that. But first things first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Check out the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions go to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com and subscribe to the channel's YouTube channel uh, over at YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when any new episode goes live. So... Yeah, Avalanche 4-3 to win in St. Louis, kind of uh, avenging that earlier loss with the Tyson Jost game-tying kick, no kick, however you want to say it. But uh, more than that, yeah, you hand St. Louis their first loss. And not only that, I mean, they're, they're in first place. Whether or not they have a, a loss in their, their loss column or not, uh, they are in first. You need to close that gap, and you needed two. And when this thing got to four to three with like, uh, I was like three and a half minutes left, four minutes left. You're like, uh, let's just not, don't, don't go into overtime. Like we need two against them. We need to pick up both and then pick up none. Uh, and that's what the abs did. So kind of overall thoughts on the game because the abs have been up and down this year with their play. Um, they, they come out of Tampa with, I think a, a good win. Um, it's something that they can, you thought they can improve on. And then, you know, they struggled against Vegas and now they come back and have kind of really, I think their first team, best team chemistry win of the year. So overall thoughts on, on the, the four to three win in St. Louis go. I, I think this is the best we've looked since the Chicago game. Um, yeah. definitely. Um, I think they listened to what you said. They put clicks on that. They put pucks on net all game long, and it's amazing when you do the most basic thing in the game of hockey, how quickly the tides turn, and they were It doesn't need to be pretty. It doesn't need to be pretty. If you have a lane, just take it. Uh, Did you look at the stat yet or no? I know Uh, we doubled them up in shots. More than. Really? Yeah. Uh, The Avs had 42 shots on goal. While St. Louis only had 18. Oh, like that's a complete avalanche win. You know, like that is more in line with like 42 shots is, is, is great. But 
you know, in all the other games so far this year, they've been giving up 35, 36, 32. So there's not a wide discrepancy. Like this was, you know, more accustomed to what we've seen avalanche hockey in the past couple of years. Um, And at the same time, like we always tout the defense and the defense is you can start it to see improve here and there. Uh, They're still down Taves. They're still down Gerard. So I think a lot of people are saying like, just hold your head above water until those guys can come back. But I thought they were great on defense tonight. they, They were always in St. Louis's face. In all three zones, they were the, St. Louis was struggling to get clean zone entries on the on the offensive side. Uh, and when when you know St. Louis make a pass, it seemed like an Avalanche player was right there. So it seems like it's coming around. Um, and even down those two guys, it's only going to improve when Gerard and Taves come back, which seems to be pretty soon. We would think. Yeah, and one of those. Uh statistical discrepancies coming into this game was our power play versus their penalty kill. Yeah. And we are the, we're the only ones to walk away with power play goal tonight. Yeah. What was it? Uh, were they one for three and one for five? Five. For yeah. Um, but they only had, let's see, the blues only had one power play because it seemed like, you know, every, every, there was a lot of four on fours in this game. So the, the the Blues really didn't get a lot of opportunities to, and they have a very good power play unit as well. I think they're second or third in the league on that. So the Avs didn't take stupid penalties, and they could have because this was a pretty physical game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Jordan Bennington, dude's got to grow up. You know, like, come on, man. Like, when, when things go sour, and they were for the Blues in the second period, like the the Avs second period was probably maybe outside of the Chicago game first period, uh, probably the Avs best period of the game, and things were kind of falling apart. The the Blues were trying to hold things together. The Avs went up three to one, and then out of nowhere, like th- there wasn't like the 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 net got dislodged. He wasn't run into. Logan O'Connor kind of was was kind of like and it Logan O'Connor was like bumped into the it wasn't a rough bump into the net it is just momentum carried him into the net which negated a goal by the way and then you the players do what they do after the whistle blows and just kind of like get in each other's faces he turns around and just goes after O'Connor for no reason he didn't even his back was to O'Connor but he yeah. saw his other teammates going after him so he jumped in bravo buddy like you're, you're gonna be the fifth guy in on the fight like you're you're real cool by doing like and then he he flicks the the puck down uh to the other end of the ice to darcy kemper and then proceeds to take a baseball bat like swing to nazim kadri now he didn't make contact with him and he wasn't necessarily that close but you're not prepared for that when you're a hockey player for another hockey player who comes swinging his stick at you. What's with this guy? Seriously, like, tell me. And I, this is the same guy that went after Devin Dubnik last year in San Jose. When like, he was just skating off the ice. Exactly. Dubnik had nothing to do with that. And he's just and, skating off the ice and he skates in front of him and goes after him. And when they were peeling him off O'Connor, because he thought he was going to fight over there, he start, they, the refs were having to hold him back from going after Nas there. Like, they had to peel him away. He skated around, got the puck, took the shot on Kemper, 
and then took a swing on Nas. And everyone, I've never seen like a fight or anything break up where there was that much just dead time where everybody's trying to figure everything out because that was the most mind-boggling episode I've ever seen from an NHL player. Like that was like <laughs> slapshot level just buffoonery. Yeah. And this is like the face of your St. Louis Blues. He's one of them. Like like what do Blues fans think about this goalie? Like he is an absolute circus sideshow. Like he's a child. And, he's, he's and it's child. one of those and it goes back to the point of like if you get a lot of shots on net, especially on Bennington, it gets in his head. If he's he gets comfortable, he got comfortable in game one, and he was lights out. He was grabbing everything out of the air, no effort. He got comfortable. He had shooting lanes that he could see the puck, and he would take it out of the air. This is how you flip on uh, Jordan Bennington. You pepper him, get in his brain, and then he loses it. He'll lose it himself. He will. He'll he'll implode on himself. Um, and And here's the loophole that the NHL needs to close. For whatever reason, Nazem Kadri got 10 minutes misconduct i don't know what he did like they weren't replaying it too much they kept they kept showing the the swing of the stick i have no clue what nazim kadri did to get a 10 minute misconduct bennington got a 10 minute misconduct for that but because he's the goalie he stays in the game this like I'm so glad if you're watching on altitude um they they when when the third period picked back up again Mosier and McNabb did start talking about it. And, and thank God they did because it makes zero sense to me. You are basically telling a goalie, you can do whatever the hell you want to do and somebody else will serve the time for you. And it's twofold. Number one, you're not serving that time. And number two, somebody has to serve it for you. So that guy's not being able to play because of what you did. And who gets to pick that player who sits out? Is it the Blues? I think it is. I think it's Barubi gets to pick. And that's crap, too. Exactly. Just go pick the guy who's not going to play a ton and throw him in there. Like if it was the Avs and this happened to the Avs, you throw McDermott in there for 10 minutes. You don't put him on the ice anyway. So no harm, no foul. It needs to be changed. Be, yep. You know, the, the goalies need to start facing the the music on, on when they do crap like this. And Bennington knows it. If if he If he would hurt his team where he's got to sit in a penalty box for 10 minutes. Number one, he'd look like an, the idiot that he is. Um, and then his team would be like, dude, you have to stop doing this crap because we need you out there. And then you have the backup play for 10 minutes. I don't know. I I, I, I don't get it. And I'm kind of, I, maybe they haven't really addressed it because it really doesn't happen that much. Uh, but you need to start addressing it because Jordan Bennington, this is not the last time he's going to do it in the season. Mark my words. Yeah. And it's one of those I I would consider it like a major. You can't come out of the box until play is dead. Um, you just can't like yeah, you well, just you just can't come out there like have an empty net and then do a goalie shift at the end of your five or ten minutes. Yeah. I like, would say yeah, if it's a two minute, and I think they were talking about this. If it's a two minute, fine, have somebody else serve it. I I can be okay with that. Anything other than that, well, maybe not a double minor. Double minor, okay. Majors and misconducts, mm-hmm. you're off. Yeah. You're off. Sorry. Um, all right. Let's hear from Built Bar and we will continue this conversation. But uh, you know Built Bar, you know it, and you love it. You know Kyle loves it. 
And uh, they have so many delicious flavors to choose from. There is something for everyone. And you can find your favorite between flavors like coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, strawberry, cookies and cream, German chocolate, peanut butter brownie. So many to choose from. And they're all fantastic tasting. And if you haven't tried them, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of nine flavors available. And not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180. Only four to five grams of sugar, four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So, all right, where to go from here? Let's, you know, uh, Miko Ranton and not in the game. Injured during practice or warmups uh, in yeah. the morning, they didn't disclose uh, what it was. Um, but you know, you'll get the upper or lower body whenever we we hear about what it is. Um, and because of that, Jacob McDonald was brought up into a forward position, and Curtis McDermott kind of lucked out and got another chance on the defensive end. Uh, and he actually hit a couple people. I saw a couple checks that he gave that looked pretty good, but he still didn't play a lot. Uh, where is he? Seven minutes, 26 seconds for McDermott. And he, I don't think he played the second period at all. I didn't see him out there. Um, he had like three and a half minutes after, uh, me like the first. And then I was checking. I'm like, I haven't seen him out there in a little while. And uh, I don't think he did. There was a long stretch where he was not on the ice. Um, but everybody else on the defensive end, uh, let's see. Well, they got well, they had McDonald listed on the defense because that's what he's listed on, but we'll ignore him. Everybody else, the the lowest amount was Ryan Murray was 17 minutes. So they were running five guys. Um, and I think you know, if if Rantanen didn't get hurt, uh McDermott would not have been in there. McDonald would have been on the defensive end, but even being on the offensive end, this guy, he's, he's a fan favorite. It's becoming one. He is like him and Logan O'Connor are your workhorses. They are fun to watch. And Ryan Murray showed out tonight with his 17 minutes. He looked really good. He stood out. I I liked uh, what Ryan Murray was doing. I like the play out of Johnson and Johnson. Um, like (laughs) Jack Johnson just continues. Like he's just solid. Like he, he just, he doesn't, he doesn't try to do too much. He knows his limitations. He knows what he's there for. He's going to collect a puck and find the simplest pass to make. He's not going to make those stretch passes like from, from deep in the defensives. Like, and he's fine with that. He doesn't need to do that to make plays. He's just there to be a sound defender. And so far, he's been that. The, he's an Eric Johnson clone almost. The way they play, it's yeah, like ru- right. running two of them out there. It's incredible. It's yeah. awesome watching them play. And they are both they're both veterans. So they know how the game's played. They've seen the game played. And you I love the acquisition of Jack Johnson. He's been incredible. Yeah. And I keep saying it like and when, when it happened, when they, you know, they, they announced that he was signed to a, a PTO, I don't think anybody really paid much attention to it. Yeah. Uh, but he, he's becoming a, a, a big piece of the defensive puzzle right now. Uh, JT with two goals. I was, 
I so wanted him to get that third. Yeah. Um, but he had, you know, he played a very good game coming off of a, a rough performance against Vegas. Yeah. So that's what you want to see from guys like Comfort. You have a bad game, bounce back like this. Um, yeah. So I thought he was really good. You'll get a game from Jimothy, Timothy, Comfort, and Jost. You'll get one game like this a month out of both of them where they'll hit like two goals, maybe a hat trick, and then they go back down. But if we can get that consistent, I think we're going to be just fine. Just turn it around. Like, don't yeah. don't dwell on it. You're going to have bad games, um, and you like to see that happen. So Blues just don't seem to want to be done with Nazem Kadri. Um I don't know why. Well, I do know why. That's I'm not saying like it, it's a shocking to me. Like, why are they going after Nazem Kadri? Like, I get it, but you you did that. Like, you yeah. know, the first time you guys met, you went after him. That's done. It's like it's like baseball. Like, you throw at me, I throw at you. It's over. Yeah. Uh, what what is this? Just the Blues like way that they just can't let things go, especially when it comes to the Avalanche, and especially when it comes to Nazem Kadri. I think Nas does this really good thing about not letting it go either. I don't think he like <laughs> lets it. I mean, you saw how he was chirping at Bennington. I don't think he's one of those that is just like let it go. I think he just exit on just a little bit, getting everybody out of their game and focused on him. I think that's what Nas is doing, and I think that's why the Blues hate him so much. Well, that, it's part of his game, you know. What I mean, is is getting under your skin. Um, but I, I like. Now, who who was it that he? Uh, oh, it was Falk, the guy he hit yeah. in yeah. in in the uh, the postseason last year. So like, he didn't get any licks in on Kadri in in the first time, in the first game when these guys met. Now he did. Can we be over this now? Like, I I I feel bad for him that he got hit like that. Uh, I thought in game number one between these two, you got you you aired your grievances with Kadri. That's all fine, well and good. We kind of expected that. But, you know, right off the bat for it to happen again, it's just like come on. They were not yeah, they were not mentally focused at all tonight. And I think the Avalanche took advantage of that. Yeah. Um I do. I I think, you know, and like I said in, in, in yesterday's episode, abs needed to come out right off the bat. And, and not play this, you know, just skating around, getting the lay of the land. And how much of bringing Logan O'Connor up to the second uh, line could have been that, you know, uh, Bednar telling them, like, you know, he he was gonna, he's going to infuse some juice into this game early on. I can I know the top line will go even minus Ranton, and you get Burkowski in there. Yeah. You know, that's easy. Like they'll they'll get going right off the bat. And then you're bringing in someone like Logan O'Connor, who's going to force the other guys on that line to keep up with him. I thought that was a good move by Bednar. Yeah. And, and he played well. He played well. Yeah, I've, I'm loving seeing what LOC is doing. I like seeing him plug away. And Berkey almost broke his curse. He had that beautiful, like, open look. And uh, I, I'm, he's now, like, uh, Nuke was when we first got him, and everybody was rooting for him to get a goal. That's Berkey now. Everybody's rooting for him. Oh my god! Like that, and I mean, I don't know how he. I did it go over the net. I think it did. It did. I the think only, it went opposite. Yeah. The only replay I was seeing was from the side camera. So 
I don't know how he's that close and got that much lift on it for it to go over the net. I think it was just one of those freak things where it just hit it just right. Maybe the puck was on its end edges or something because that thing just went straight up. And I'm like, yeah. I couldn't do that if I tried from that distance. Uh, when when he took that shot, I was like, oh, my God, he's turning into Rick and Keel. He's got the yips. <laughs> the yips. <laughs> oh, man. But did you see like McKinnon's face? Oh, like <laughs> McKinnon, McKinnon passed it like kind of off to the side and, and his momentum was going behind the net. And McKinnon was just like, what do you got to do to get this yeah. to a goal? Oh, my God. It was it was brutal. Um, but we thought that Sampo Ranta had his first goal. Yeah. But an offsides by Bowen Byram negated that. And that would have been the first goal of the game. Uh, yeah. Not only his first goal of his career. But first goal of the game, which would have been huge, but mm-hmm. that came off. And uh, yeah, that's kept rebounding. So let's uh, take another quick little break here from Bet Online and then um, talk about. Uh, well, it wasn't all good. Like I said, most of the stuff we're talking about is good, but there is yeah. something, some discussions that I want to bring to your attention. So we'll hear from Bet Online and it's back and better than ever with a new web interface. For the start of the basketball season with more prop bets, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, the World Series, the NHL boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season it's bet online it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and it's where the game starts it's betonline.ag so yeah the only my only gripe here is i kind of felt like because the abs were really dominating this game pretty much the duration of it with the exception of towards the end, I don't want to say like they took their foot off the gas, but I felt like they were kind of like cruising along feeling like we have been shutting that. We've been pretty much doing what we want to do for the duration of this game. Uh, we're, we're not that scared that they can come back on us. But when you have a guy like, you know, Tarasenko and they had some guys missing like Ryan O'Reilly yeah. wasn't there. Yeah. Tarasenko is off to a great start to this year. Yes, he is. Um, and he had a really nice snipe past Kemper, who played great again. I think he's finding mm-hmm. his groove. So that's my only gripe is, is you know, you always say, like, play a full 60. And I would say, like, the Avalanche played, like, 53. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm not happy with how they ended because I want them to just, when, when you're up like that, when you're up four to two, in her, uh, were they were they up? Yeah, they were up four to two. I mean, we weren't up four to one, right? Yeah, they were up four to two. Clamp down. Either get that last goal to get five, or keep the pressure on to clamp down and make sure they don't get anything. And St. Louis had some pretty good looks towards the end, so that's my only gripe right now. Yeah. I feel like going into that third period, I feel like Bednar took that Bennington breakdown. And instead of me, if I was the coach, I'd be like, you're in Bennington's head. 
keep helped going. keep going. I think Bednar spun it and said, hey, don't let these guys get to you. I think he was responding to the, the Kadri 10-minute, just trying to calm everybody down. And I think yeah. that message uh, led to kind of the the cruise control third period. Yeah. And I think because all that Bennington crap happened right toward so I think for for the abs, like because it happened so late in that period, they they I mean say it happened with like 10 minutes left. They might have done that. It would just yeah. we're in his head, keep peppering him. Yeah. But time ran out in a second, you know, you have the intermission, you come back out. It's just a different mindset when you start a brand new period. So uh, but yeah, I don't know. I that that's that's I think when you have that lead, especially on the road, because you know the team is when they're at home. And they want to keep their streak going. They're going to mm-hmm. continue. They're, they're going to put up even more of it. Like we've seen with the Avalanche so far this year. Yeah. They've been down a lot this year in yeah. these games. And you see them play the best when they're scrambling. And you knew you were going to get that from St. Louis, and you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what look what happened. When when Bennington was pulled, then they re- – like St. Louis didn't really have any good looks when no. they had the extra man in the, that last minute and a half or so. So, but I just didn't want it to get to that point. Exactly. Maybe there's nothing you can do about that Tarasenko shot because that was, that, that was nice. That was just, that was a good transition. Avs had it deep in their own zone and it just bounced around and away they go. So yeah. you can't really fault them too much for it, but because that's going to happen in hockey clearly. Um, but other than that, I thought it was a, a, a really good team effort this is something that you can build on for for saturday and especially getting two goals out of jt comfort a goal out of nas and kale getting his 100th career point yeah. getting us that fourth that's <clears throat> none of that's no nathan mckinnon no landis gog like <clears throat> that's secondary scoring yeah. showing up on the score sheet so that's a big positive going into Saturday's game because you know you're getting scoring from other lines, and that was something that we questioned going into this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got Confer with the two, Cal McCarr, one and one, Kadri with the goal, Ryan Murray, two assists. Yep. Good game by Ryan Murray. Burakovsky with an assist, Jost with an assist, McKinnon with an assist, O'Connor with an assist, uh, and that's it. That's your scoring. So – um, you want to build on this. This yeah. is like you, and you've been you've been seeing it. You've been seeing like the improvement, like in Tampa, was improved play, and then feel like you take a step back against Vegas. But Vegas, Vegas just knows how to play the ass. They do. They do. It's it, whenever you play Vegas, it's going to be a struggle to get a win. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you you played a great game for the for pretty much from start to finish in here. Now I think that game at home is home, right? Against uh, Minnesota? Minnesota, yeah. That's Saturday at home, and have they? They haven't lost yet, right? I don't think. Let me see. see. They have lost one. They did lose one. Was it okay? Nashville, so the, right. I think Nashville got them. I was kind of hoping that we could give two yeah, teams the, their first L of the well, season, but that would be incredible. Yeah. Nice, but. This is good. This is a good momentum builder. You can see them starting to mesh well. Passes were so much better tonight, so much crisper. And those passes in transition just looked pitcher perfect. So 
stuff like that, those little things that we always say like, oh, they're just like a hair off on things. It seemed like they were getting back into the flow with stuff like that. And when that happens, abs are going to be just fine. And they took advantage of the offensive zone. The transition took a little more time in the offensive zone. Um, I I liked what they were doing. Yeah, no, it, it looked good. They had some offensive pressure. Everything was good. Everything was good. So um, now if they win this one, you are back to 500 on that's Saturday. Right. So that's that's where you start. So, all right, my man, uh, that will wrap it up for today. Why don't you tell people what you got going on over on your belly up network? Well, I am the host of Here in Puckburg. New episodes of Here in Puckburg will return this January. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also a co-host of now the Lamplighters podcast with Zach and Alex over on Belly Up. Um, you can check us out there. And Saturday, we will be broadcasting the Avalanche versus Minnesota Wild game on the nice. ColorCast app. So nice. if you want some alternate commentary, just look us up on the ColorCast app. Perfect. All right, my man. Uh, thank you for joining as always. And thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And definitely, uh, Check out Locked On NHL for your second listen of the day. Or I would suggest listen to Lock On Blackhawks for your second listen of the yeah. day. Because uh, Jack over there has done a, a very good job discussing um, the the issues going on in Chicago and all of that craziness. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable stuff. So if you, you want to hear his, uh, his coverage of it, which he's done a very good job doing it, head on over to Locked On Blackhawks. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today. That's going to wrap it up for this week. And uh, we'll see everybody on Monday. All right, have a good one. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.